is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day, this is, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will, I will rejoice, and I will, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is, this is the day, sing this is, this is the day that the Lord has made. This is, this is the day, sing this is, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. And I will, I will rejoice, I will, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will, I will rejoice and be glad in this. This is, this is the day, this is, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let's just take 30 seconds right here. Y'all got to believe that on this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Hallelujah. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will, I will rejoice, I will, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will, I will rejoice. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to continue to worship. Hallelujah, this is the day. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, as we go into this next song that says, we're not holding nothing back from the Lord on this morning. Let's just give God everything on this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we bless your name, your worthy glory, 
and worship. Come on. You are everything. You are everything. More than anything. More than anything. You are everything. You are everything. More than anything. Come on and just wave your hand. You are everything. Surrender your life. You are everything. More than anything. More than anything. You are everything. You are everything. More than anything. More than anything. You are everything. You are everything. More than anything. More than anything. You are everything. You are everything. More than anything. Let it go. 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 Let it go.
Hallelujah. Let's just take 30 seconds right there. You got to believe yeah. that. Hallelujah. Yeah. With my heart, I will sing. You mean everything more than anything. Let it echo. Let it ring. You mean everything. You mean everything more than anything. With my heart, With my heart I will sing. I will sing. You mean everything. You mean everything. More than anything. Let it echo. Let it ring. You mean everything. You mean everything. More than anything. Hallelujah. 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 All over the building. Let's just give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Right there. We're not holding nothing back from him on today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give them a hand of applause. God's mean everything. It's time for responsive reading. And uh, we'll be coming out of the book of Romans. And we've been on Romans for a while. And there's a purpose and a reason why we stand on this particular scripture. Romans 8, 26 through 28. The purpose is when you meditate on the word, the word goes down deep in your soul. And when you have an issue, you regurgitate that word in time of need. The word says in the same way, the spirit also helps our weakness, but we do not know how to pray as we should but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Congregation read and we. Twenty-eight we read together and we know that God causes all things to work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. May God bless the hearers, readers, and the doers of his word. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for what you've given us today. And thank you for the word that our pastor will expound on. We ask that we hear with an ear that would resonate in our soul, God that we will one day be able to use that word in time of trouble. We pray, God, just thanking you for the saints today. We thank you, God, for being in your house, being in the tabernacle. Now give us a word, God, that we can use as we walk daily. We pray, God, for those that are on their way. We just pray, God, that be with our pastor as he's delivered a, a word to us. And we thank you for saving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Is God not good? Come on, let's just thank him one more time for his goodness. Come on, let's thank him for his grace and his mercy. I'm going to say it again. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be today? Amen. If God did not step into my life, I don't believe I'd be here today. Amen. But I'm thankful today. Amen. That God has shown me once and again that his grace is sufficient. Amen. How many are grateful for his grace? My gosh. The, in, the interesting thing about life is that you go through different transitions. And so life is full of swift transitions, y'all. You just got to know how to adjust. Amen. And so I just want to say good morning to everyone. Thank you for those of you who are first-time guests here in our church. Thank you so much for visiting with us. Uh, thank you for those watching online. Thank you so much for being part of the virtual audience. Amen. I do want to let you know that the church doors are open now. Amen. Church doors are open. There's room here. Amen. In the church, there are chairs still open where you can come and visit with us. Amen. Members who've been at home, it's time to get back to church, y'all. Amen. It's time to get back to church. Of course, we're going to do it safely. We're going to keep our mask on. Amen. And all that. But, but listen, um, it's, it's important that we make it back to the house of God. Amen. Amen. We had a very awesome, uh, a, a very uh, enlightening and awesome morning this morning uh, with our uh, men's ministry and our women's ministry meeting. Ali, amen. At 1015, we met and uh, the Impact Men's Ministry and the Women of Faith met. Amen. And we had a really good time today. Amen. We are establishing something in our church. Uh, the pandemic has pulled us apart. You know? Amen. It really has. It has put us spiritually in, in places that we never thought we'll go. But right now, what we're getting ready to do is put everything back into order. But you know what? I was sitting here worshiping and I was thinking to God. I said, Lord, you know what? Had we not been through the pandemic, we would not have been looking at ministry like this. So I'm grateful that Romans 8.28 is working out. Amen. And so the Impact Men's Ministry, uh, we, are, we are doing it. The Women's Ministry, Women of Faith are doing it. Amen. They're getting together. And I believe something great is going to come out of all these ministries. Amen. So if you're looking for a great, a good um, ministry to be part of, amen, as a woman, as a man, please join us. Amen. This Tuesday, this Wednesday night, we will have our men's locker room. Amen. Impact men will meet. And then the women of faith will also meet for Bible study. Amen. So we will not have our traditional Bible study this Wednesday night. We will break off into groups on this on this day. Amen. Today is our usher's annual day, usher, greeter, and security annual day. Praise God. So I'm going to pretty much hand, hand the service over to the ushers and uh, greeters. And, and I believe they have, they have a whole lot of stuff planned. So uh, Deke, go on out. You got to lead the pack, Deke. Amen. So there it is. Ushers, greeters. Amen. And um, security. Amen. We have a they have presentations today, and uh, I am grateful. And also, uh, we want to mention uh, during offering time, if you have given to the first fruit offering, 
there will be envelopes that will be handed to you. You can bring your first fruit and put it at the altar right here. Amen. Put your first fruit. I need one. Amen. So I can put mine. Just raise your hand. If you need an offering envelope for your first fruit, I want to put my first fruit right here. You can put it now at the altar if you want. Amen. I've already cashed that mine, but I want to make sure I can give it, put it to the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. And then I want you on the back of that envelope, I want you to put one word on there, something you're asking God for. Amen. I, I know what I'm asking him for. Put something right there. First fruit collections today. Amen. Amen. When you're done, I want you to hold your envelope up. And I want to pray over these envelopes. This is just if you're doing the first fruit seed offering, if you want to plant a seed. And first fruit simply means that you're putting into the ground. Amen. A seed. And you're asking God to bless it. Amen for your 2022, amen? Be it your income, be it your family, be it your faith, whatever it may be, we're asking God to bless you, amen? We believe, I preached it, he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Let us pray. God, our Father, we present these first fruit gifts to you. And we present the people who are giving the gifts. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would bless it. That 2022, God, would be an amazing year financially for the members of this church who are sowing into this first fruit today. Be it their business, be it their jobs, be it whatever they find themselves, whatever they've put their hands to do and whatever they find themselves doing for a living God, bless them, Lord. God, let, let your glory and grace fall upon them, Lord, in every area of their lives, God. And God, we're doing this by faith as we've done last year and as we're doing this year. Thank you for the opportunity to sow into your kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank God. And you can bring your first fruits to the altar now. Put it on the altar. Amen. All right. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I want you to come. Hey, come bring it. The Lord said, uh, Cain and Abel, when they brought their offering to the Lord, the Lord paid attention. Amen. So the Lord is paying attention to you. If you've pledged, amen, make sure you've put it at the altar. Amen. Amen. I'm going to let you know now. Don't make a promise you can't keep. Amen. So... Do us right. <laughs> you know who I'm talking to. Amen. <laughs> amen. Some people you got to talk to sideways. Amen. All right. Amen. 
All right. We're on spring break, y'all. Amen. Spring. <laughs> y'all be careful, okay? Be careful. You saw them kids down there in Miami. They went down there and got caught up on some stuff, and, and that's it. You know, so be careful uh, going to the rodeo and all that kind of stuff. Just be careful. Listen, also do me a favor. Make sure you keep your mask on, people. Don't When you go to the store and everything like that, please keep your mask on. Be wise. Be smart. Amen? Because this thing ain't gone away yet. All right? But, but, but it is going. So, amen. All right. I hand the service over to the ushers now. Amen? All right. Y'all ready? All right. We are so good. Here we are. We got to fight, although we have to fight. We got to fight, although we have to
we had Sister Williams, who was one of our first ushers at the Vision Church. Her and uh, Sister Christy and her kids, they walked in the first people in our church on Rice Gilson Road. That was over 15 years ago. Once we left there, we started moving and we've been moving ever since. Deacon Herod has been here with us for the last 15 years as well. Once I decided that God had really took over my life in 2009, I became the usher. I thank God for this day that I did. And with the teaching of under, under the teaching of uh, Pastor Derek Hunt, ushers have been a long, we, we've done some mighty good things. Today, as we celebrate along with our first fruits, as the song said, we're going to be happy in this. We have no reason to not have joy. I was so glad to get here because all for the last two weeks, I've been going through the struggle. And I knew that what the struggle was because my pastor taught me how to recognize my struggles. So I had to learn what to pray for, fight my battles because I knew doing what I was doing for God and my church that I was going through. But God, but God, the God I serve is a mighty God. So I stand here today just thankful and grateful just to be in the house. I want to take the shoes off and run to dance, but we ain't got the music on yet. You understand what I'm saying? I'm so happy to be in the house. I hear you on TV, I hear you everywhere, but to be in here with y'all, it feels so good. You know? And I have a mighty team that God has put me over, and I thank God that he chose me. And it had not been nobody but God. Because I walked into it, really, all I knew is that you just go and join them. You know? You ain't got to worry about it. They don't like where they sit to move. You know, we get one of the matitudes when people come in, we be like, but not at the vision. I don't think anyone has ever experienced a negative point from anyone, including our urshas from the vision. So as they stand here today, they stand proud. Not biggie and, you know, bolsterous and stuff, but we stand proud that we fight for the Lord. You know. And uh, we have some more things to go on. Deacon Hurd is going to give us a song. It's going to be two minutes. So uh, I'm going to turn the mic over to Deacon. Thank you. Help me be obedient. So let me put all I can in these two minutes with the song that God has put on my heart. A little old school, a little old school. I know I've been changed. I, I know I've been changed. I, I know I've been 
unchained. The angels in the heaven done sign my name. Oh, I know I've been changed. Ah, I know I've been changed. Ah, I know I've been changed. You know, the angels in the heaven done sign my name. If you don't believe that I've been redeemed, the angels in the heaven done sign my name. Just follow me down to that old Jordan stream. The angels in the heaven done sign my name. I went to the valley one day to pray. The angels in heaven done sign my name. My soul got happy and I stayed all day. The angels in heaven done sign my name. And you know, I stepped in the water and the water was cold. The angels in heaven done sign my name. You know, it chilled my body but not my soul. The angels in heaven done sign my name. Whoa, no, I've been changed. I said, ah, and I know I've been changed. You know, no, I've been changed. You know, angels in the heaven done. Sign my name. No, wait a minute. Somebody asked me, how could a brown cow eat green grass and give you white milk? Well, if you think that's something, in my God's chemical laboratory of redemption, he took my, 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 my black soul and uh, dipped it in the red, red blood of Jesus. And I came out. This is why. This is why. This is why. The white ass no. Yeah, yeah. The angels in heaven don't sign my name. If you don't believe me, the angels in heaven don't sign my name. Just look up over yonder, the angels in way up high up in the sky. The angels, can't you see it? Can't you see it right there? It says A-R-T-H-U-R. Yeah, yeah, the angels in heaven done. Sign my name. Amen, amen, amen. Because the angel right, signed his name. Deacon the chemical laboratory. Hey! Man, let's give Deke another hand, y'all. You did that song. You can tell we have we have talented with the ushers. We are full of talent. The next speaker you will hear from will be uh, Sister Crystal Season. Y'all know her as the one that greets us with a smile. Of the 
as our greeter. Never has she ever had an unpleasant face when you came in the room with her. No matter how she was feeling in her back and her legs and her feet, she still had a smile. Thank you. Good morning, Vision Church. Welcome to our 2022 Usher Greeter Security Annual Day. My name is Sister Crystal Caesar. I am your Vision Church Greeter. Psalms 8410 says, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand outside. I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of my God to dwell than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. We are the doorkeepers and the gatekeepers for our Lord Savior. We have been one of the most consistent and constant ministry throughout the history of the church. We are the doorkeepers for the Lord, always welcoming the chance to serve his kingdom. 1 Peter 4.10 says, as each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. God has given each of us, a, whether it's being a greeter at the front door, an usher in the sanctuary, or even a member gifted in security, he gave us all these special gifts. Not everyone's gifts will be the same. One key ingredient into taking your gift to the next level is being a good steward. We must manage what God has entrusted to us to do that what we must. Stick it out. We can't be in and out. What I mean by that is one week you're here showing an outward heart of gold. And the next week you let the enemy tell you that you just don't feel like going. Don't let your flesh take over. Pray, ask God to remove this from you and to help you to persevere, push through, and be consistent in all that you do. Remember, every good thing we have is only by God's grace. So we should always, always do everything we do to glorify God. Which brings me to my last point. Please don't serve in any area of ministry unless it's for God and God alone. Don't do it because it's what others want you to do or for the acknowledgement. And definitely don't do it just to be seen. As we continue to grow in spiritual maturity, we see even more ways to take it to the next level in serving our Lord. Some of us may even begin to see that he has even bigger plans for us in this lifetime of servitude. Some may become deacons, some will move up to be reverend, and some selected by God will become pastors to lead their own flock one day. In conclusion, I would like to say to you, always remember God has a purpose for you. He gave us all gifts to serve and glorify him. If you are still trying to figure out what your gift is, pray. Ask God to reveal it to you, and he will. Make sure that you serve his kingdom with all of your heart. Let's take it to the next level of servitude. As our motto states, we are, always, we are ready to serve always at our post. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Crystal. We can always count on Sister Crystal. Give us a good word. And on that note, I would just like everyone to just look at our urchins and see they not only work here in the church, but they work in the community. They're here for everything, anything that's needed. Just ask the usher. I didn't say urchin. I said usher. I got it right. Just ask one of, uh, one of our urchins. And if anyone out here wants to be an usher, please feel free to come and see us. We, we have openings. But I want to thank uh, each and every one of them for the job that they do. 
I'm not here all the time, but my heart and my spirit is. They keep me going. They inspire me. They give me inspiration, and they always giving me constant heartbeat. And I can appreciate that. So who wouldn't work for the better team than what we have here? And thanks to you, Pastor Hunt, for being the leader and the teacher. We thank you. We don't have much else to say, so we're going to get our presentations on so we can give God more praise. First of all, I want to thank God for, for you, uh, Sister Sister Rowe, for your leadership. Amen. Uh, over the ushers, in spite of what you're going through, you're still given leadership. That's a sign of a good leader. Amen. That even when the leader isn't around, the ministry still keeps going on. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise for Sister Rowe, who has taken on this role and has been faithful. Let me tell you something. She's faithful over the ministry. And I believe that the, what, whatever the head of a ministry is, amen, that's what the members of that ministry will be. The spirit, the, the, the beliefs, all that type of stuff. So I just want to thank God, amen, for your leadership. And then I want to say to this, this, these ushered all of you individually. Amen. Turn around, y'all, right quick. Amen. Let me look at y'all faces right quick. Amen. And y'all can look at me. Amen. I'll be looking down. Look at me. Look at me. Amen. Thank you very much for your service. Thank you for your commitment. Thank you for your dedication. And thank you for loving Jesus. Amen. Because I already know you could be doing a whole lot of other things. But he says, one day in your courts is better than a thousand on the outside. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. Amen. And so I just want to say to you all, believe it or not, you all hold a high position in this church. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate you. And I want to say to you, I want to say this to you, no matter how difficult life may become, remember that you do have a place of refuge to run to. Amen. Thank you so much. We'll now have our presentation from Sister Jane. Presentation. Our first first presentation is a person who always has our back, keeps us in line, is always there for anything we need. Our first lady, Sister Angela. Our second presentation is to our ram in the bush, Deacon Hurd.
last presentation is none other than our illustrious pastor. He's the head of our ministry. Mr. Rowe is the president of our ministry. Our pastor is the head. Thank you so much for what you do. We are so young. Why don't we stand, y'all? Why don't y'all stand and just salute them on their way out? Amen. Give us, give, give our ushers a hand, y'all. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And if you want to become part of that ministry, you can see Sister Alicia, Sister Rowe and Sister Alicia, amen, and they will tell you how to become part of that. You know, it's just a starting point in the church, amen. It, like, like, like Crystal said, it's a, it's a starting point, and you never know where God may dispatch you to. But I was sitting here thinking to myself, today's church has become so contemporary that being part of a ministry is, is something that people are not really, you know, they don't want to do anymore. They just want to show up to church, get a word and go home. You know, that's the kind of mindset we have now in ministry. But I just love that feeling. Like I was telling to the brothers, I was speaking to the men today. And I told them, I said, it's, it's, it's so amazing to be part of something where, where you, you're a unit. And, and not only that, but you have people that you can lean on, people you can rely on. It's not just you showing up, holding up a door. It's you being part of something. And let me say this to you, okay? I want to say this to you, and I want you to hear me real good. Those of you who serve Christ, he has not forgotten your labor and your continuing laboring labor of love keep serving him and if you need a place to serve there's a lot of places here you can serve but when you when you serve god you're taking the relationship to the next level amen thank you thank you ushers amen and thank you to all of you who serve in this church amen i believe we're on to something y'all Come on, y'all. I believe we're really on to something here. I believe we're moving to the next level here. And the reason why I say that is because this pandemic had us down for two years. And I believe that God is calling all of us now back to a place of service. Amen? Amen. All right. Let's get ready to uh, worship God with our gifts this morning. Amen. It's offering time. I know we've given our first fruits. Let us worship now with our tithes and offerings. Amen. And then the, the praise team will come. 
and give us um, their last selection. Amen. We want to thank you for these tithes and offerings, God. We want to thank you for those that give, that had the heart to give, and those that wanted to give but did not have. We ask that you bless their soul as well, God. We pray, God, that these offerings go to the purpose in which they were given. We pray, God, that you continue to bless us to the point where we are able to give to where our heart is cheerful. We thank you and praise your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Let's continue to worship the Lord. We're not going to stop right there. Come on, let's just praise the Lord. Come on, stand up on your feet. Come on.
I when I think of the goodness of Jesus, done for me. All he's done for me. I get excited. I get excited. I got a reason. I got a reason to pray. Come on, get up on your feet. Come on, get up on your feet. Hey, praise the Lord with me. Come on, come on. Is there anybody here who loves the Lord? Is there anybody here that loves the Lord? Is there anybody here to bless his name? Is there anybody here to bless his name? I don't know what you came here for. I don't know what you came here for. But I came, I came to praise to pray. So help me. So help me praise him. give it up to God who's ahead of my life. Who's ahead of my life? I'm only standing here today because he spared my because life. He spared my life. I went up and went up Just like fire. Just like fire. I've got a reason. I've got a reason to praise. So help me praise him. Oh. Makes me clap my hands. Run and do my dance. It's incredible in the face. Makes me clap my hands. Run and do my dance. It's overwhelming and it's well, it makes me say, Oh, I cannot explain it, nor can I contain it. Incredible feeling that comes over me. It makes me clap my hands, run and do my dance. It's overwhelming and it's well, it makes me say, Oh, come on, I cannot explain it, nor can I contain it. Overwhelming. 
think they ready, right? <laughs> you think they ready to praise him? Come on, y'all. Come on. Let's praise him, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. That's what we're supposed to bring to him, right? Exciting praise. Amen. I don't know how you can sit on that one. I, I just can't. I just can't understand that. Amen. I just can't understand. I just think that, amen, when you start thinking about worshiping God and praising him, Amen. That's, that's, that's boy. Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Sometimes you don't even have words to say. Amen. Praise team is doing a great job. They're killing it. Amen. 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 Maybe they'll help us with our chant. Amen. We got, we, we launched today. We did okay. We, amen. <laughs> We had a former Marine in there. I think he need, need a little practice. But man, uh, if, if you didn't make it to our fellowship uh, this morning, uh, see me after church. I have something for you that I want you to take with you. Amen. Um, listen, uh, we're going to continue to uh, do what we're supposed to do. Amen. That is to encourage each other. Amen. Um, we're, we're right on time. Listen, even with everything we've done, we're still on time. Amen. So that's a blessing. Amen. Time has went up. Notice everybody was on time today. <laughs> Amen. Nobody was late. But the beautiful thing about having a smartphone, it updates by itself. But some of y'all still were late. Amen. But I don't even understand that. But uh, listen, um, we're going to keep on going. Amen. So we're going to have daylight a little bit more. So uh, that means we're going to be all right here in the community. All right. Amen. We're going to see some of you for Bible study, too. Amen. Boy, that's going to be a good thing. All right. Okay. If you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to the book of Mark. It is preaching time. Amen. It's preaching time now. Amen. Uh, Mark chapter 5. And um, we started a new series. Uh, well, we're in the series, A New Direction. Amen. Uh, Mark chapter 5, 
And if you could stand for the reading of God's word, if the judge was to walk in, you would stand. He's going to tell you to stand. And uh, if you can stand. Now, if your hip hurts and leg hurt, then, you know, just stand. You ain't going to be standing long. Amen. But we stand for the word of God. Amen. Mark, especially the word of God. Amen. I went to a funeral yesterday and um, the preacher got up to read the word and a few people stood up because I know not everybody's churched, you understand, but you are churched, amen. And if you don't know, it's important that you just stand for the reading of God's word. Is anybody outside that need to come in? Okay, good. All right. Okay. Mark chapter five. I want to look now at the woman with the issue. This woman had an issue for 12 years. And so we go to verse 27 now. It says, and after hearing about Jesus, look at that. She came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak. For she thought, she thought, if I could just touch his garments, I will get well. The Bible says in verse 29, immediately, We'll deal with that next week. It says she thought if she could touch. Come on, somebody. If I could just touch. If I could just touch. I will be made well. I want to talk about this morning. How to deal with your issues. Part two. How to deal with your issues. Part two. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you. I pray that everything was pleasing unto you. Our prayers, our praise, our worship came before the throne room today. And God, now here we are for preaching. I pray that I would be an acceptable sacrifice before your people, God. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. And Lord, use me for your glory. I pray for the hearts of your people now. Bless them. Let, them, let their eyes, ears, and hearts be attentive to the word of God so that they can be transformed. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God you may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you, ushers. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory for the great things that he has done for us. Amen. Today we uh, come back to this amazing passage to discover how to deal with our issues. Amen. I told you last week that we all have issues. Anybody got some issues going on? Amen. And, and it is important that we learn how to deal with our issues. I told you last week that most of us have some common issues. Workplace issues, friendship issues, uh, family issues, uh, career issues, uh, being treated unfairly, and all sorts of things can happen in our lives to bring about issues. We talked about that this woman had an issue. For 12 years, 12 years, she dealt with her issue. 
I told you last week that not only did she have the issue for 12 years, but she did something about it. But everything that she tried did not work. Have you ever been there before? Where you've tried everything? You, you feel like you felt like you tried everything. And you've kept trying, but you keep ended up in the same place. Imagine that. Imagine trying to say that you dealt with an issue or dealing with an issue but you still end up right back in the issue where you started and growing worse. Are you with me? I told you that if you linger around too long with excuses, you'll never really deal with your issues. So many times we think we're good, amen, when in all actuality, we're not good. How many of you would like to deal with your issue and overcome it this morning? Told you that being a victim often happens because instead of processing our feelings about being vulnerable and scared, we pretend we're fine and instead we choose not to deal with our issues. Today, we'll revisit this woman who had no name, but she had wealth. Her wealth really is what I believe she thought would get her out of it. So many times we think, oh, well, you know what? You know, I can buy my way. Come on, somebody. Or I can pay my way out. Or I can, you know, I can create opportunities to get out because maybe I have resources. But I want to say this to you today. It's amazing when you get into a situation. Amen. Where you can't even buy your way out. We found out that this woman who had spent everything she had. Amen. The Bible declares she spent it all. But what's interesting to me, as I told you last week, is that it took her 12 years to exhaust everything that she had. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? You're at the end of your road. Come on, somebody. You, you're at the last. As a matter of fact, you're past the last. You, come on, somebody. You're, you're way past the past, the past, the last. You're on, you on something else right now. Come on, help me, somebody. You don't know what to do. You've been trying and trying and you've been praying and seeking, but nothing seems to be working. You ever been there? Where it seems like nothing seems to be working. Anybody? I want to tell you, saints, Jesus is on his way to heal the vulnerable. He's on his way to heal Jarius's daughter. Jarius was one of these military guys, and he was, he, was, he was up there. He was a synagogue official. Amen. And he was there, and he, he, he came up to Jesus. And the Bible says in verse 22, he fell at his feet. See, sometimes your issues will cause you to fall to your face 
but also fall to the feet of Jesus. Do I have anybody? The Bible says he implored Jesus earnestly, saying, my little daughter is at the point of death. Imagine that. Imagine you can't do something for your child. I'm trying to help somebody today. You got to deal with your issues. I believe that Jairus had the, good, had the right idea. He knew God. He knew that there was something about Jesus. Come on, somebody. The Bible says he was appointed death, and the Bible says in verse 23, he says, please come and lay your hands on her so that she will get well and live. He still had hope. He knew something that the woman with the issue didn't even know. He knew something all his life because the Bible says he's a synagogue official. He knew something. But I want to say something to you. For a Jew to follow Jesus at that time, and especially one from the synagogue, was breaking all the rules. There are times when you'll get into situations where you're going to have to break the rules Amen. In your mind, the things that you say you would never do. Come on, somebody. And I'm talking about the things you'll, you said you'll never do, but God puts you in a position where you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to serve him. You're going to have to live for him. You're going to have to tell the truth. You're going to have to, come on, somebody, come to church. Yes, the things you said you would never do. I imagine Jarius, who was real religious, now he had no choice but to fall at the feet of Jesus. Don't get to the point in your life where you have ignored your issues so much so that you have to fall to your face. Do I have anybody? This woman who was broke, she was broken, she was barren, and also she was beaten up by her issues. Imagine this, her issue took first place May I ask you a question? Is your issue taking the first place or is the solution taking first place? Amen. The Bible says that she didn't have a clue. She didn't, she didn't do what anybody else would do. He, she did what everybody else would do. And that is to go to the doctor. When you're sick physically, you go to the doctor. But her perceived source wasn't no help. This affliction that she could feel and which made her suffer physically and emotionally for 12 years. And finally, she's at the end of her rope. We pick her story up now in verse 27. The Bible says, and I want to help somebody today. This is going to bless you. I want to help you with something. It says, and after hearing about Jesus, after hearing about Jesus, my question is this. How long did it take her to, for it to be obvious? How long had she been in her situation? 12 years. How many times had she heard about Jesus in the past? Come on, somebody. The Bible says after, 
Maybe, maybe, maybe. Who? Here's another question. Who did she hear about? Who did she hear it from? Where did she hear it? You understand what I'm saying? Here's what I'm trying to say to you. Your solution is very obvious. Your solution prop is right in front of you. The question is, are you listening? And so if you're going to deal with your issues, if you're going to handle your issues, first thing you have to do, you and I have to do this. You have to listen to the word. Ah, I know you're sitting here today. But are you really listening? I know you're hearing. But are you listening? Here's the word. The word for hearing in this text means not to just hear, but to understand. Not only that, but to mentally admit that what you're hearing is true and then to accept it. Oh, Lord Jesus. There are a lot of times we come to church and we don't listen. We're not even hearing. We're just here. Come on, somebody. Mystically waiting for something supernatural to happen to us while we're in church. The Bible did not say that Jesus came and touched her. The Bible says she was what? She was, she, she what? After hearing. You get the text? Let me say, let me tell you what the word is. You ready for this? You ready for this? The word is Jesus. And the word also is the gospel. See, what did she hear about Jesus? See, that's the question that I had to the tag. I'm like, what did she hear? The word or Jesus is the gospel. Can I help you something? Your issue can be resolved today if you're hearing the gospel. Because without the gospel, you and I will continue to have issues. But it's after you've really heard the gospel and you have no doubt in your mind that God is who he says he is. Some of you are listening, but you're not hearing. Some of you are hearing, but you're not understanding. Some of you don't even believe, but you're here, but you're still in the same position you was as you were five years ago. Come on, say amen. When you come to church every week, listen to the word. Take notes because your solution is wrapped up in the gospel. Do I have anybody? Did she learn about Jesus, that he was the savior of the world? That, that he was a healer? Maybe that's the main reason it caught her attention. See, she's thinking physical healing. He's thinking spiritual healing. Can I help you with something? Your physical issue will not be resolved until your spiritual issue has been dealt with through the gospel. See, when you have nothing left, maybe God had to strip her of everything so that she would listen. Can I ask you a question? 
maybe then she would listen. Maybe God got to remove some stuff out your life so that you could really listen. Maybe he's trying to get you to get on board with him. So maybe he has to remove your wealth and remove your finances and remove this person and remove that stuff out of your life so that you will listen. Saints, you may think you have lost, but really you have gained more than you have lost. Do I have a witness? Can I tell you something? Sometimes we can make people our idols in our lives where we're not hearing the gospel. We're hearing their gospel, but we're not hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible says after hearing about Jesus, can I tell you something? If you want anything other than Jesus, it will not work. Because Jesus is the Alpha and Omega. He's the wheel in the middle of the wheel. He's a way maker. He's a healer. I imagine right now that this woman who is a pagan, I imagine in my mind that what she heard is what moved her. When you come to church, don't play. Pray. God, give me listening ears that I may hear what you are saying to me through the vessel that you are using, but through the word of God. Take notes. Go back over them. and You will find out that God is speaking even today. The text says, after hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd Behind him. Are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? What did she hear that caused her to move? You see, not only must you listen to the word of God, but the second thing you must do, saints, a lot of us take notes, but we don't apply. A lot of us sit in church say amen, but when we leave here, we go back to being the same. And until you and I apply what we have learned, you will not see a change in your life or your issue. She heard, and when she heard, she acted upon what she heard because it says she came. Lord Jesus. That's application. She came up in the what? Crowd behind him. It moved her to have hope. I mean, after all, she had lost everything. My testimony was the same. God had to bring me from self-sufficient to destitute, depressed, and demonic possession in order for me to learn that I have to apply the word of God to my life. In other words, I have to take every opportunity that I get to hear the word, to take the word, and then to put it into practice. She didn't waste time. She seized the opportunity of a lifetime 
And even with the distraction of the crowd, remember, she had been quarantined for 12 years, but now she comes out for the first time she encountered a crowd. It could have been a distraction. It could have caused her to get back. But she says, no, I'm convinced of what I heard, and I'm heard the word. I heard about Jesus, and I know he can heal, and I know, amen, that I can get to church. If I could just get to church, if I can just get around him, if I could just get to the word, if God could move, God will take the car, he'll take the job, he'll take laziness, he'll take those relationships, he'll take those bad days, he'll take those lo losing days, and he will bring you to a place where you have no other choice but to do what he says to do. Come on and say amen. I think every time you think, I ain't going to church today, that's the day you should run to church. Imagine this. Imagine if she would have heard about Jesus and did not act upon what she just heard. She would have missed her opportunities. Let me ask you a question. How many times do you and I miss our opportunity because we're too tired, because we're you know, we, we just ain't into it. Oh, it just ain't working for me. Oh, my problems are so big. Guess what? You don't understand, Pastor. I got to work overtime. I got to do double time. I got to pay these bills. But if you trust God, I'm going to preach by myself up in here. Guess what? You got to apply the word. Applying the word means you take what you've learned and you put some feet to it and you start doing it. Do I have anybody? He says he, she heard, she heard, and then she came. says she came. May I ask you a question? Does the word move you? Does it move you? Does it move you to do something different? Does it move you to try something different? After all, what you've been trying ain't working. Come on, say amen. It's amazing how we want breakthrough, but we won't do what we're supposed to do. It's amazing how we want healing, but we won't do what we're supposed to do. It's amazing how we want blessings, but we won't do what we're supposed to do. Come on and help me, somebody. The devil convinces you every week is a struggle to get to church. Every week is a struggle to get to Bible study. Every week is a struggle to get the night to prayer. And that's the day that God is trying to speak to you, to change you. Why would the, Jesus use the parable of the seed and the sower? He says, every time you hear the word, watch this, depends on what kind of heart you have, watch this, and what kind of ground you are. He says, the devil comes and snatches immediately. If you don't understand the word, that's why I believe that what she heard was the gospel. It wasn't complicated. She heard the gospel. But then she held on to the gospel. Look at the text next. The text says she came up behind him and touched. That word touch means to cling to, 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 to lay hold of. So not only must I apply the word, not only must I listen to the word, not only must I apply the word, but the next thing I got to do, saints, is you have to what? Hold on to the word. Can I tell you, heaven and earth will pass away. 
But the word of God will last forever. The Bible says she touched his cloak. I wish I had somebody. I am trying to tell you that Jesus is the embodiment of the word. As a matter of fact, he is the word. John 1.1 says in the beginning, and the word was, and the word is God. Do I have anybody? I'm trying to help you today, let you know that you thought it was going to take a trick to get rid of your issues. Or you thought it was going to take you to do something real deep. But all you got to do is come here and get the word. Anybody tell you got to do anything else? You ain't got to send 1999 for a cloth or some oil to try to get rid of your issues. You ain't got to sow a seed nowhere to get rid of your issues. All you got to do is get in his word. All you got to do is get close enough to his word and then you can touch the hem of his garment. How many of you are at the point of desperation tonight, today, that you are holding on to Jesus with all you got? Do I have anybody? Not only must you hold the word, but you have to retain the word. You got to learn the word. You have to also hold on to the relationship that you have with Jesus. Jesus is the one. She touched his cloak. She touched his cloak. She heard the word and she applied it. She held on to it. Text says in verse 28, and I got to go on. We're done. For she thought. If first-class condition. See, she didn't go in with doubt. I wonder what pastor preaching today. She already went in saying, I know what he's preaching. I believe it already. I, I ain't got no doubt in my mind that when that man stand in that pulpit, that what he's saying is real. That the God that he's talking about is real. You can't come to God doubting his existence. You can't come to God doubting that he's the white man God or the black man God or the, or the Jewish God or this God or that God. There's one God. Hey! The God of the Bible is who I'm talking about. Are you with me? He, she didn't come to him like that. She came to him like this. If I could just touch him. It, it, if I, she, in her thinking, in her, in her what? Her thinking, so so what's the next point, Pastor? You have to first do what? Listen to the word. You have to apply the word. You have to hold on to the word. But here's the big part right here. You have to believe. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But if you don't believe it, Oh, it's just another book written that the man used to suppress us for 400 years. 
Oh, I want to tell you something when I listen to the word. I never forget when I really listened to the word. When I heard the gospel for the first time in my life, it changed my life. It transformed my heart. This woman, she moved from action to belief. See, a lot of you move, but you don't believe. She's doing all the right things, but she's doing the most important thing, and that is believing. If I touch him, I will. You see what she says? She says what? I will get well. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let, let, me, let, me, let me tell you what the if is. It's a first class condition, which means if and it is true. There are three class conditions, if and maybe it's true, or if and it's not true. The if that she walked up to Jesus and touched the hem of his garment with was the if and it is true. So in other words, she already believed the word. And when you believe the word, oh man, let me tell you something. Your issues is not bigger than God. Can I help somebody with something? That if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is God and that he died on the cross for your sins. Can I tell you something? She believed that. No second guessing, no skepticism, no watered down gospel, no prosperity gospel, no health and wealth gospel. Watch this. She believed. And even though she was believing for healing, she heard about Jesus. Faith comes by hearing by the you have to listen.
um, not seeing good examples. So what happens is they become skeptical of this thing. Can I tell you something? If anybody was skeptical about Christianity, it was me. Because I was a Hindu before I was a Christian. And I, I double dog dare those preachers that I met to prove that their God was real. I did that. I told these two preachers that came to my side, I said, if your God is real, ain't God, ain't God got a sense of humor? If your God is real, he got to prove it to me. See, I was that kind of guy, bold. And some of you are struggling, maybe, maybe, with believing. May I say this to you? There's no trick to this thing. All you have to do is have faith and believe. Simple faith. Childlike faith. Mustard seed faith. Your life could probably be better, but you're struggling with that internal belief system that's causing you to disconnect from the real God. I tell you something, God took me. And look where he got me now. Oh yeah, he proved, he proved it to me, didn't he? He said, not only am I going to prove it to you, but I'm going to employ you. I'm going to put you to work. Because guess what? You are a good candidate. Amen. And matter of fact, you're going to be the loudest mouthpiece for me because guess what? Because you sure enough didn't believe. Oh, man. Oh, man. If I could just touch. I want to say to somebody here today, you got to believe. You got to really fight through that. And you got to believe in spite of your issues. Hold on to the word, y'all. If you need prayer this morning, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you today. I want to pray for you this morning. If you're here this morning and... Uh, Upon your arrival here, you have not accepted the Lord Jesus into your heart. You want to accept him as Lord and Savior. You can come today. We want to pray for you, amen, to accept Christ in your heart, the gospel, the gospel. Amen. If you're here today and you're a believer, you say, Pastor, I know Jesus. But maybe you've fallen away from him. Maybe you have touched him and you felt his power, but now you want to be restored. You fell away from him. 1 John 1 9 says that if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness, and you want to be restored. Would you come today? Be here today, and uh, you just need prayer. Pastor, pray for me. My issues. I got these issues. I got to listen to this word. I got to get this word. I got to get this word, Pastor. I got to get this word. This word is what I need, and I got to keep in this word. I got to stay in this word because I believe. There's no trick to this, y'all. Stop letting people on television fool you. Don't even watch TV. Don't even watch religious TV. I'm serious. Like, there's no, there's not one religious show that I would authorize as a, as a, as a theologian myself, as a doctor, that I would say, you know what? That's something wholesome for you to watch. I'm talking about TBN and God TV and all the other stations. Because if you look at the end, the hook is there. Said 1999. Do this. That ain't the God we serve. 
God we serve is a God of grace. Here's his deal. If you're going to give to God, it's going to come from your heart because you love him because of what he done for you. Period. That's how you give. That's the people that give. That's why they give. And so I say to you today, if you're struggling with your belief, you come, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Maybe, maybe your circumstance has you doubting. Maybe your issues have you doubting. And you need prayer today. I want to pray for you. If you don't have a church home and you're looking for a church home and you want to be part of this church, you can come today. We can give you the right hand of fellowship and you can become part of this church today.
Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Amen. Thank you for coming. Amen. Over 50 years you've been here. Father, I thank you for Medina. Lord, I believe that you're going to give her the confidence, the courage, Lord, to continue to believe in herself, Lord. Bless her with this next interview. I pray that the interview she just had will go well. I pray in the name of Jesus that you'd bless her, Lord. I pray for, uh, Lord, uh, Bruce and Crystal. I pray for the Harrises, Father God. I pray, Lord, that you would touch these, your people, God. Help them with their issues, Father God. I pray for Javar right now, God, that you touch him, his life, his commitment to you. He can hurt. I thank you for inviting his friend out. And Lord, thank you, our Lord, for adding to this church today. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God. Give God a hand clap of praise, y'all. Amen. All right. Uh, we want to just do this right here, and then we can go on home, okay? We understand that God added you to this local church body and that God takes one of his own and entrusts them to us and that we make a commitment with God to receive one that belongs to him and that we make a covenant with you by membership in this church. There are three things that's required. Number one, have you received the Lord Jesus into your heart? Have you been baptized? Okay, we're going to rebaptize you, baptize you, right? Do you clearly believe that God is adding you to this church? Do you clearly believe that? All right. Because God is adding you to this church, then we enter into this covenant to help you to become everything that God had in mind when he added you to this body. God added you to this church so that you would make this church more complete. He has a place for you here. Okay? As we enter this covenant, the members of the Vision Church, would you stand? I want you to look around. These are the people. This is your family. You got family now. You're not alone. All right. The Vision Church, do you acknowledge to God, Vision Church, that we are receiving this sister as a gift from God and that we will grow in this covenant relationship with each other and God? Let us pray. Father, thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for blessing Connie, Lord. Thank you for blessing her to be here. Thank you for adding her to this church now. Now, God, may her journey here be fruitful. May it be one that she grows and develops and become a mature Christian. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. Give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Give those, give one of those to the men. Yeah, amen. Uh, those are yeah, the men. Give one to Deke. He needs one. 
Amen. All right. That's a new one. No, that's a new dig. Just take it. All right. All right. At the chain. All right. We're working on our chant. We'll we'll get it together and when we're gonna present it to the church. Amen. All right. Let's stand to be dismissed. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, we went over a little bit today, but but it was necessary. It was necessary, y'all. Amen. To minister at the altar. Amen. Marriages. Come on, y'all. Let's give God. Let's thank God for what we saw happen here today. So often we go to church. So often we go to church, right? And, and we just go to church. We go home. But to see the power of God work in the church, in the lives of the people, in the lives of the people, it's, it's an amazing thing to me. Amen. All right. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Listen, we're on spring break. Listen, if you want to come volunteer on Monday and Tuesday, you can. But we are on spring break next week. And listen, listen, have a great time. Be safe. See you on Wednesday. We do have Bible study, but we will not have Friday night prayer. Okay. So we're going to do, we're going to do Bible study, but we're going to chill out on Friday. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much. You're such a wonderful God. Thank you for the restoration of the marriages at this altar. Thank you for the restoration of your people. And thank you, Lord, for adding to this church. I would call this a successful day today. Bless us now, Lord. As we leave this place today, give us safe traveling mercies. And God, please, God, keep us in perfect peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. Vision Church, win, disciple, develop. God bless you. Have a wonderful day, y'all. Be blessed. Everybody say bless, 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 for the devil is defeated, we are blessed. Everybody say blessed.